history is said to repeat itself. That may be true, but we at Birds of a Feather believe it also strikes back. Today, with us as its mouthpiece, it will strike you in the fields with its events and music. This is History Strikes Back, and the year that is going to be striking back is 1965. It was a good year. It was a good year, an interesting year, as we'll see, as it always is. But uh, And, you know, a lot of times I'm um, really up intimately, with the, intimately acquainted with the years, but I was only four, so... Mm. Uh, give me a not going to claim to have a whole lot of first hand knowledge, and I have to say, apologize for my uh, my throat is really bad tonight. It's going fast, and uh, but however, just because I have lengthy features to do and everything, I am not going to leave you in the lurch. I have prepared for this. I have a contingency in case uh, that I cannot continue. I have pre-recorded. I have uh, no, I haven't done that either. That would have been see that would be a sensible thing to do. Oh, I see. However, what I'm going to do is uh, finish the uh, the broadcast with Morse code. And I don't uh, think this will pose a stumbling block to the audience at all. Uh, or your co-host at all? Oh, you know Morse code, don't you? I, I mean, you know your phonetic alphabet, obviously. You knew exactly what I was saying when I said Bravo, uh, Bravo Ocean Alpha Foxtrot, right? Well, that's true, both. Yeah, okay. Yes. Both. Now, you process that with no delay... That, well, sure. That was birds of a feather. Of course. And you know my narratives and how methodical and how slow and uh, deliberate, deliberate, and, and how and I don't just pop off at the mouth. I no mean, way. You, you can certainly keep up with me. Absolutely. Uh, however, meantime, I'm going to try to actually use my voice Excellent. Um, because I, I, I st- I'm the old ways are best. Yes, you know? I agree. I mean, Morris is pretty old, but I'm older. You know? <laughs> but I'm not so old that I remember 1965 terribly well. However, hmm. a lot of the art uh, has uh, was carried on, and uh, it was only a few years later on I was being introduced to it. And I'm going to—I can't wait to see how much of this uh, Punkin here remembers, at least when it comes to the music. Anyway, you know, I have to say, part of this though is a study in disappointment. You have to see the look on David's face when I don't get it. It is a look of sorrow, disappointment, disenchantment, and pain. I, it, it's just, I feel isolated. I feel alone in the oh, world God. when she doesn't know For these classic sake. songs. She didn't know Climax Blues Bands couldn't get it right before. I was heartbroken. And yet she knows 10cc, Things We Do For Love. Why? Oh. Why? Why? You Same know, era. I, it's all. It's got to be about what I was listening it's gotta to. It's got to be a I wasn't thing. in Poughkeepsie. I was. I was, in, I was in Poughkeepsie. Babe, I was you know. not. So that's the problem. Is I was I'm, in uh, Rock City, man. See, I was in Arizona. I was fucked. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All right. Well, anyway, uh, what I will tell you about 1965. And my uh, uh, estimation is it was sort of a transitional time, really, between the optimistic baby boom, happy days, American <laughs> graffiti atmosphere. <laughs> And the turbulence, civil unrest, and societal changes we associate with the late 60s. True. All right, so what was going on in the uh, the American scene here? And Oh, by the way, we picked up apparently new listeners in Chile. Welcome. Fantastic. However, we're, uh, we're Yanks from America, so uh, we do talk a lot about, uh, at least uh, news-wise, but a lot of it's world news, too. It's true. Uh, over here, uh, LBJ, Lyndon Baines mm. Johnson, who had been vice president under John F. Kennedy and became president after his... Def- the latter's assassination, yes. was sworn in as president for his full term, and iconic British Prime Minister Winston Churchill was sworn out at his funeral, which was attended by the largest <sighs> assemblage of dignitaries until that time and for the next 40 years. My goodness. Uh, the planning had been underway for years. I'll bet. Under the clever code name Operation, get this, Operation Hope Not. Oh, fuck. I mean, you always see Shit. these operation names in movies. You never picture Hope that not. one. Hope not. Hey. I like it. 
that would operation that would suck you know <laughs> <laughs> this blows yeah that's good i like it uh, now at at this said state funeral that was planned for years one bugler played taps you of know, course you expect, yes as per usual, and the other played Reveille at Churchill's request, oh indicating my. yes, indicating that after this life, it's time to really wake up and get going. Love and it. Beautiful Love sentiment. it. Beautiful. Back in the land of the living, however, President Johnson and Congress enacted a coda to the earlier Social Security Act, adding, get this, Medicare and Medicaid oh, wow. to its provisions. That was 65. Wow. Uh, that's what's cool about looking this far back. You find the origin of stuff you just kind of assumed was always there. I was like, didn't especially you young people, dawn you know? of time. It's I like, mean, wow, that's when that was invented, eighteen ninety eight I mean, or something. I thought not a lot of science <laughs> stuff so much this year, but um, um, okay, not a lot of uh, compared to the other years. So we might actually get to the music within an hour. You know? right. Oh, nice! But sixty six <laughs> stuff started to happen. You started to see the science world really take off. Yes, and then and the uh, civil scene. You Absolutely, sixty seven, summer of love. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's totally different. All right. Uh, in other world news, uh, Ferdinand Marcos became president of the Philippines. Oh, hey. His uh, 21-year reign, his dictatorial reign by most accounts. Yes, that's what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> his administration was known for its brutality, extravagance, and corruption. All right. You dinos out there might recall how he was succeeded after being deposed in 1986 by Corazon Aquino, the widow of the senator Marcos is believed to have had assassinated. Ooh, doggy, that's yep. got to be uncomfortable. Yep. Kill a dude, his wife replaces you when yep. you get kicked out. That's exactly right. Uh, if you don't know him, you have likely heard of his wife Imelda and her infamous shoe collection. Oh, yes. Everybody. Mrs. Imelda Mar- Marcos. Her, her, it's become like a malaprop. When you say malaprop totally. it's the same thing when you say um, Imelda Marcos shoes. Everybody knows what you mean. That's what I say. I, I have as many shoes as Imelda Marcos. Right. I, I, at least I assume. And uh, this seems very timely because it was just like Martin Luther King Day like two days ago or something. It was, yes. Very recent. uh, Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, 25,000 civil rights activists successfully end the four-day march from Selma, Alabama to the Capitol in Montgomery. Yep, Selma. Malcolm X is gunned down while giving a speech at the Audubon Ballroom in Harlem. Heartbreaking. There was a lot of heavy stuff going down in the mid to late 60s, though. In addition to coups and all such like that all over the world, there was the war, of course, and the assassinations of President John Kennedy in 63, Malcolm X in 65, and three years later, both Kennedy's brother, Senator, former Attorney General, and Presidential hopeful Robert Kennedy. That's right. And Martin, Martin Luther, Luther King. King. What were you going to say? That's what I was going to say, oh. Martin Luther King. Giving rise to the uh, famous song of somewhere that year, the next year, uh, Abraham, Martin, and John. Of course, Abraham is not exactly a contemporary of theirs, but uh, true, true. it does name Bobby Kennedy and... Uh, uh, Martin. Uh, yes. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that was uh, kind of stuff that was going on. Terrible. Singapore. Hmm. Well, we have listeners in Singapore. Hi, Singapore. Hello. Is expelled from the Federation of Malaysia. This is what the article says. I don't know. You know hmm. Which recognizes it, however, as a sovereign nation. Fair. So it's like, get out. You're on your own. It's like throwing your 18-year-old out of the house, I yeah. guess. Yeah. You're on your own. You're on your own. You're 18. Yeah, you go. Kicked out. You got to wonder, what did they do? That's right. What did you do? <laughs> anyway, uh, I wondered, but not enough to click the link and find out. I got you. <laughs> but, you know, if you could put a, just a chip in your head and just know stuff. <laughs> that would be great. Like in the Matrix. Yes. And and, and also Kung Fu. But and it, also it's, Kung it's Fu. It's funny. That whole idea, they put it in his head. Oh, yeah, I know Kung Fu. The brain can know whatever the fuck it wants to. That's but right. the body is not going to be so instantaneous no. in picking up the Kung Fu thing. It's not. But, of course, in the movie, it was the future John Wick. So I think he could deal with it better than, say, me. You know? Well, of course, yes. He's equipped <laughs> I mean, to handle anything. Keanu Reeves, okay. I can believe he can just do Kung Fu like he that. He can. Yeah. Yes. Uh, cosmonaut Alexei Leonov leaves his Vosh- 
COD two spacecraft for twelve Whoa. minutes. Bless you. Becoming what was the, uh, that was uh, it was either a sneeze or a Russian name. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It was a Russian oh, name. Bless you again. My goodness. <laughs> it's like Steve Martin used to do this bit. It was like yeah, yeah. What happened? He spoke French. You know, he oh, somebody's mouth weird. getting all yeah, tied up. Yes, Voshkod. That was Kazuntite. Uh, Very nice. Uh, so Alexei Leonov, cosmonaut, left the Voshkod spacecraft for twelve minutes, becoming the first person to walk in space. Wow. Not Russian, mind you. Soviet. Yes. yes. This is still the Soviet still Union. Soviet Union. The Cold War, all that jazz, you know. You know, it's funny. I have two Soviet-era calendars sent to me by uh, my friend and collaborator and wonderful recording artist, uh, Tilly Riddle, from Russia. And one month depicts cosmonaut Yuri Gagarin, the first man in space at all to, to fly in space, orbit space, soaring into the heavens, leaving Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, etc. behind. <laughs> He's got this red suit on and white underwear. It's awesome. Way to stoke that national pride. I did. I, I did. I said, "Oh, this is a great picture," and she told me it was Gagarin. And then I looked it up. Nice. But uh, all right. Uh, <clears throat> well, the Vietnam War, uh, as uh, previously alluded to, some uh, thirty-five hundred United States Marines arrive in South Vietnam, becoming the first American ground combat troops in Vietnam. So that's when we actually physically got involved in the war. Right. But uh, if you tried to be a Weisenheimer and burn your draft card, well, President Johnson signed a law penalizing the burning of draft cards with up to five years in prison and a $1,000 fine. So, question. What? Go to war or burn it and stay in prison. I don't know. I mean, there's a, it's a tough choice, right? Well, it's a tough I mean, choice. Uh, I'm not saying you shouldn't serve your country, but I'm saying you wouldn't have, hey. you wouldn't have your legs blown off in prison. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, so that was a choice. That was, that was you know what I mean? It, yep. I mean, the... Whatever you believe the lesser of two evils is. Yeah. <laughs> so at least there was a choice, right? Yeah, and if you're a conscientious objector, you don't want to kill a motherfucker. It's okay. That's right. There you go. So and, I'm not going to go over there and kill Victor Charlie. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to kill <laughs> Victor Charlie. I'm not. I'll be in prison. I'll see you later. If you want to hear a sort of a bittersweet song, uh, I have a very poorly recorded song about this subject called War is Mean uh, about uh, Vietnam. So <laughs> there you go. All right. Little, I always have to get the plugs in when I can here. Now, um, the uh, the war, as I said, had been going on for a while, but U.S. involvement started in 65 and uh, was going to have its effect on popular culture in the coming years. Not quite so much just yet. Uh, Tokyo, at least not on the like the charts when we get to them uh, in an hour and a half when we get to them. Tokyo officially becomes the largest city of the world, taking the lead from New York City. Mm. I didn't know that. Looks like Godzilla backed the right horse. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> he aims high. I mean, I mean he's not going to, he ain't, he ain't half stepping. He's no. not going to uh, knock down the second largest city in the world. I'm know. sorry. I mean, he, Guy's he's got, got a rep to protect. Yeah, I mean, he's king of the monsters. Come on. You know. All right. The U.S. spacecraft Mariner 4 flies by Mars, becoming the first spacecraft to return images from the red planet. I mean, nice. so long ago, though, it's really, it's hard to believe that that's all where they were at at the time. I think there's like a McDonald's up there now, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it, now it's this drive through Starbucks. Yeah, I, 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 unless I heard that wrong. Yeah, something like that. And, of course, the greatest of all time. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Ali was still putting motherfuckers on the canvas. He knocked out Sonny Liston in the first round of their championship match with the, quote, phantom punch, end quote, at the uh, Civic Center in Lewiston. Damn. I'm not sure what the phantom punch is. I know the whole float like a butterfly, sting, sting like, like a bee, bee thing. Let's just, uh, we'll just not chalk it up to that. It's a phantom punch. Yes. It's, uh, it's unknown. That's why it's a phantom. Yes. Now, you can't even see it coming. This is so... I was hearing about this in the 70s when I was in school. Hmm. Gordon Moore describes the exponential growth trend in computing power, mm-hmm. which will become known as Moore's Law. Wow. Obviously, he was right, as Moore's tend to be. Oh, my. So, 
<laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> but we'll continue the show. Yeah. Let's not get sidetracked by... <clears throat> there will be far greater things to get sidetracked by later on, but not that. <laughs> As Morris tend to be, but since today, he was right, though. Today, every whatever valley girl carries greater computing power in her designer purse than would have filled an entire floor of a building years ago. And that's just a fact, you know? Well, that may be true, but is that all attributed to Moore? I don't know. I'm just asking questions. No, he just he just called it. Okay. We Moore's call okay. stuff. You can... Yeah. Yeah. All right, the venere... Wait, wait, wait. So you were going to say venereal disease. Yeah, the venereal disease. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I said Venera, and she immediately is thinking of disease. You know. The Venera program, the Soviet launches the Venera 3 space probe from Kazakhstan towards Venus, and uh, that's when they launched it. Next year in 66, it became the first spacecraft to reach the surface of another planet. I didn't know anything ever landed on Venus. What the hell? I didn't know that either. It landed on Venus? It you says what right it here. Was? What? That was the impetus for Bananarama covering the song. Oh, Venus. Venus. I was yeah. going to say, banana. you know what? You, you were talking about Banana Ram, and I was thinking about the Banana Splits. That was really weird. Television show. Do you ever Got see that? It. Nope. No, 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 no. Now, somebody out there is going, yeah, fuck yeah, Banana yeah, Splits. No idea. They were kind of like big people in suits, you know, puppet suits. Animal no suits. idea. Big dog, yeah. Very cute. No idea. Anyway, uh, why Banana Splits and they were animals? I have no idea. I have questions. Not a banana in the bunch. Same questions around that and Teletubbies, I so, think. So uh, feel free to fact check us on that. Or oh. is, is Wikipedia just having us on or something? Oh, uh, did shit. they really land on Venus? I'll, uh, I'll have to ask. Uh, again, I'll ask, I'll ask uh, Kate about this. All right. Uh, get this. Frank Pantridge, you don't have to remember that name at all, installs the first portable defibrillator in a Belfast ambulance. Mm. Now, defibrillators are everywhere now. They got them in the workplace. Yeah, they're everywhere. And every numbskull can use them. You know, you just... Rip somebody's shirt off, stick the thing on there, and it tells you what to do. Which you don't is even great. have to be certified, which I'm very happy That's about. That's amazing. I, I didn't know that at all. I just found that out. Uh, but first one, the uh, portable one. I mean, you had to be in a hospital to get defibrillated back then. Right. So uh, it's, uh, it was a better thing. That's uh, the one really important scientific thing. Now you can defibrillate anywhere. Anywhere. I mean, uh, the uh, brain eating. Okay. <laughs> the brain eating amoeba. Nyaglaria fowleri, you don't have to remember that either, just like Frank Pantridge or <laughs> Pantry or Paltridge or whatever it is. The uh, brain-eating amoeba is detected for the first time. Oh, and wow. uh, I mean, I've been hearing about it. I always talk about it. I, I fall victim to this amoeba every show night, you know. I, I thought I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to just kind of give everybody your medical history. Every show night. And it grows back the following morning, just like Prometheus's liver. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> admittedly. It's very convenient. The amoeba, the amoeba night. Now, admittedly, the amoeba might not be conducive to uh, optimal health, but they have a great record store in Hollywood. Oh, excellent. They do, right? Yeah, they do. They you really do. You ever come to do. Hollywood, That's Amoeba Records. That's a badass place. I found this fascinating, too. British theater critic Kenneth Tynan, you don't have to remember that, no. says, fuck, you have to remember that. Oh, I like uh, it. Says fuck during a discussion on BBC satirical program BBC Three hmm. for what many believe was the first time on British television. Uh, the corporation uh, later issues a public apology, and there was honestly in the Wikipedia article there was a blue hyperlink to fuck. You, so I had to click and find you out. You had to click it. I, I apologize for I didn't click on the other thing before, but I did click you on. You have this. to click fuck for the show for the folks. Well, for me. Yeah, and for you. Hello. Okay, and this is what it said. Okay. Fuck is English language profanity, which often refers to the act of sexual intercourse, but is also commonly used as an intensifier or to convey disdain. It's actually, it's a... It's used for more than that. It's just a colorful and amusing emphatic in general. Let's face Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It always helps. Unless you overdo it like Dave Grohl. Sorry. And I just wanted to say that you should never apologize for fuck. Well, I, I mean, don't feel. No, no. I, well, you should. If you're, 
in a situation where you're not supposed to say it and you do. No, fuck no. Then you should then you should apologize. Yeah, no, I'm still not yeah. going to fucking apologize. Okay. Uh, but uh, with its origin obscure, it says it is usually considered to be first attested to around 1475. Hmm. Okay, culture vultures. I mean, uh, can wow. you believe that? 1475. I'm thinking like... Wow. Uh, People have been saying fuck for a long time. Uh, that would be uh, surprising. That's that amazing. It, it didn't creep its way. It was apparently such a taboo. It didn't creep its way into literature that I ever saw. Oh, no. I haven't either. Anyways, however, if you read Shakespeare, you do hear some really allude illusions uh, sure. and innuendo. That's true. Very. But just words not direct. We, yeah, words would, we would not think would go back that far. That's true. So anyway, uh, how about that uh, that uh, television there? I love that, yeah. What was happening on the uh, electronic babysitter? The plug-in drug, that was a best-selling book. The boob tube. <laughs> and how much, if any of it, remains to this day in one form or another. Hmm. Definitely does from 1966, but let's see about 65. Here's a, This was a story, I do remember this. Comedian Soupy Sales, who oh, hosts... <laughs> now, when you... <laughs> I see. Fucking Soupy Sales. Soupy Sales. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> who hosted the Lunch with Soupy Sales children's program on New York City's uh, WNEW-TV, and that, that was my station, encourages his young viewers to send his, him money. They'll quote, those funny little green pieces of paper with pictures of U.S. presidents <laughs> from their parents' pants and pocketbooks and send them to him. Uh, send the money and send it to him. Okay, they wrote this, not me. Uh, and in return, he would, quote, send you a postcard from Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Where he is t- he absconded with the money. <laughs> yes. His vacation with all your money. Days later, when he actually got a response, he declared that he was joking and that cash contributions would be donated to charity. Mm-hmm. Not given back, mind you. To no, no. WNEW suspended sales for two weeks over the incident. Only two weeks. Yeah, huh? that's not bad. You know? Stealing from the public. No I mean, biggie. you know, if it were like a TV preacher, that's that they that's their norm. That's but the I norm. Mean, like two weeks. He wasn't doing that. He was the doing a children's show. Got it. Uh, that one I would file under S, not for soupy. Not for sales, but for sleazy? some funny shit. Oh, I think that's sleazy, <laughs> but also some, some funny, funny shit. shit. Hey, history in the making. The Peanuts special at Charlie Brown Christmas oh. is broadcast for the first time. We're just melting just hearing so about beloved. it. So beloved. I love it. On CBS. And, and thus, the scrawny tree positivity movement began. Yes. As it should. Anytime Ooh. I see a scrawny little tree, I'm I, like, oh, there's a Charlie Brown tree every I, I, time. That's what they're called by that's everybody. Right. Even people who are much, much younger than us. That's right. And uh, also, there'd be many notable debuts on television, as there would be the following year, big time. Mm. In 65, these are some of the shows that premiered. Okay. Gidget. Yes. Sally Fields. Gidget. Never saw it. Not going to lie. I but dig, I love her. I dig Sally. Yeah. She's one of my faves. Green Acres oh, is the place God. to, to be. be. Yes. Bon living is the life like for me. me. Uh, Darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. <laughs> and no, New York is where I'd rather <laughs> stay. Yes. I get allergic smelling hay. Zsa Zsa Gabor and uh, Eddie Albert. Classic, She's fantastic. Classic. I oh, just, come on. It was wonderful. Uh, so we had that. Green Acres. I Spy, which was remade as a movie decades later. No idea. Recall. I Spy, yeah. Robert Culp, uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah. I did not uh, see it. Uh, well, no. I, and uh, F Troop. Okay, F Troop. There you go. F Troop. It's, it's funny how selectively, depending upon what rerun station she's it's watching. It's where I was, yeah, wherever yeah. I was watching. Yeah. They, they weren't reruns for me, babe. <laughs> and Hogan's Heroes. Okay. Because being held, I remember that. Being held prisoner of war by stupid Nazis must have been a laugh riot. <laughs> it was super hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you could tell Colonel how much Clank. fun it was. Come yeah. on. 
I mean, I'm sure all the Nazis were this dumb, and the American POWs just had a run of the place like Hogan's people. Agreed. Um, the Smothers Brothers show, a favorite of mine. Never saw it. I Dream of Jeannie. Come on. Legendary. Oh, my God. One of my faves. And you're probably going to say, never saw it. Get smart. I did. S- I dabbled. Dabbled, yeah. Which was also an, an early, uh, uh, well, it starred Don Adams, but yeah, it was, uh, Don it was Adams. an early uh, Mel Brooks uh, project. Mel Us. Brooks was involved with writing and creating it. Oh. Uh, which was also uh, remade ages later as a movie, which yes. was surprisingly good. I never okay. expect much from Steve Carell, but the son of a bitch has won <gasps> me over. How dare you? It was, that's I what, love him. That's what won me over to Steve Carell, and of I course Anne Hathaway's Carell. in it too. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, Alan Arkin, it's a very fine. It's not only a good comedy, it's a, it's a really good action picture too. Have you seen it? Nope. Get Smart, surprisingly good film. A little digression here, but we are talking about Get Smart. Started in the 60, in 65, a spy spoof, basically. Uh, the Dating Game. Oh, yeah. Oh, Come yeah. On. Come on. Time, uh, immortal. Now, I will tell you, I saw all these on reruns, yeah. of course, but they were still great. I thought they brought the Dating Game back. or maybe no, they, they did. They brought the Newlywed, newlywed Game back. Game newlywed back. Game, That's yeah. what I saw. Mm. With what's his name? Oh God, Bob Eubanks. That's it. Bob I was like, Eubanks. it's not Bar- Bob Barker. <laughs> no, Eubanks. that's Price is Right. Eubanks, yes. And of course, the Beatles. You know, yes, if they had an animated series without their voices, they'll very likely feature prominently. Oh God, I can't even do that. No idea. Uh, the Beatles. Never saw it. It was an animated series, and if they had an animated series. Without their voices, they had nothing to do with it. It was these exaggerated Liverpudlian things, uh, caricatures, really. Uh, they'll then they'll very likely feature prominently if and when we ever get to the music. You, you know, uh, <laughs> if the amoebas don't finish their consumption first, that is. All right, what about? <laughs> Fuck. What about at the cinema? Now I grew up in the cinema. I'm a cinema brat. I told you that many times. I recall seeing some of these honestly. Number one film, 1965, The Sound of Music. Oh, come on. I, I have uh, heard people diss this movie. What? Talk, calling it a you know slush you know and everything. It's a lovely movie. It's a great movie. Wow, it's amazing. It's classic, man. Uh, Sound of Music. Uh, Julie Andrews, come on. Christopher come Plummer. On. Oh. Christopher Plummer, who's still around, or he was a couple years ago, kicking yeah. ass in the movie Knives Out. I think he was great. Oh, yeah. Doctor. So farewell. Well, Peter's and goodbye. I hate to leave. Wait, I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. Oh, you got me on that one. But I, I do know the songs. I can yes. watch it again sometime soon. Oh, my God. I've watched it way too many times. Dr. Zhivago. Oh, with, I've uh, heard. Yes, uh, Omar Sharif. Uh, and it has that fantastic, Somewhere, my love, there will be songs to sing. That wonderful theme, Laura's theme. Mm. But I don't remember the movie for anything. Um, I, I just watched a movie recently where the character was obsessed with the damn thing, but I haven't seen it in many years because it's kind of seems really long. It's kind of a bummer, yeah. Yeah, long and yeah, endless and kind of dull. Yeah, perhaps a bit. That's what I've heard. This one's not though. It is kind of long, but not all that dull. Thunderball. Yes, we're talking about James Bond here. Oh yeah. And uh, Tom Jones did the theme song, and the story goes, according to him and everybody else, that he passed out holding the final note. He holds this really, really, really long note Wow! at the end of the song, and he passed out. Uh, I don't recall this one, those magnificent men in their flying machines. Sorry. The Great Race, don't recall that one either. That darn cat. Disney? Don't, don't no, it. no idea. Cat Baloo was number seven. I, I was a kid, but I remember seeing this one. Jane Fonda and Lee Marvin, who won an Oscar for his dual role in this uh, great flick. Uh, cool Western. Cat Baloo. Nope. What's New Pussycat? 
Uh, can you hear, hear Tom Jones in your head singing that? No. Oh, you don't know the Tom Jones song? I do, but no. I, I don't know. If, oh, I guess I do. Let's do this again. I mean, whoa, there's whoa, whoa. nothing he shouldn't sing. He's just no. one of my favorite voices. What's New Pussycat was Woody Allen's first produced screenplay mm. out of like 300. You know, he puts out like three movies a year. First produced screenplay and his acting debut also. And I can't remember this one for anything. The title song you might know, uh, once again, Tom Jones again, written by those hit machines, Burt Backrack and Hal David. And what? Hit machines. <laughs> well, they wrote a lot of hits. <laughs> Burt Backrack? Yeah, I know, but. Burt Backrack in his own right is not, you don't look at him and go hit machine. You just well, don't. <laughs> for other people. They're, yeah. They're uh, silent partners in a lot yeah, of that's, Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. This goes to show you how effective the amoebas are. You see, you think I'm making that up about amoebas during the show, mm. brain eating amoebas. We were talking about musicians scoring films mm-hmm. on another, on an earlier winging it. I think that was my idea. Yeah. And somehow I went off on this batshit tangent. I was talking about the fucking blob. And it didn't even occur to me that a pop songwriter who wrote a movie score was Bart Bagrack because he wrote the theme to The Blob. And it didn't even occur to me until like a week later. So. Mm, interesting. Anyway, that's a, that's a classic it all connects. hipster beatnik uh, tune until the vocals come in. Yeah. True. <laughs> it's a great song. All right. Anyway, this song received an Oscar nomination, not the theme from The Blob. We're talking about What's New Pussycat. Oh. Oscar nomination, and Tom Jones didn't even have to pass out to get it. Uh, so he got a big honor for the one, and no uh, no need to fall on the studio floor either. And a couple films I vaguely remember, which means you definitely won't. And other notable flicks included Die, Die, My Darling, providing a lyrical fodder for Glenn Danzig years yes. later. <laughs> True. That's where it comes from. Greatest story ever told, uh, and the greatest movie ever made, Beach Blanket Bingo, with uh, Fred, oh. Frankie and Annette. Yeah, I'm sure, but no. Those wonderful Never beach saw movies. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw one, so I, don't, I just don't know which one it was. Doesn't There's matter. always these comical, incompetent motorcycle gang, just like the comical, incompetent Nazis. So everybody's an oaf in this world. You don't yeah. have to worry about anything, So apparently, according to the TV and the movies. Uh, uh, the Agony and the Ecstasy with Charlton Heston. Never saw that. Nope. He, played, he made Michelangelo. Complete mystery to me. Nope. And an Italian film that is known the world over for a few dollars more. Yes, the second in the iconic Sergio Leone trilogy starring Clint Eastwood between Fistful of Dollars and The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That jolly old elf Roger Ebert uh, described the film as one great old Western cliche after another and said that it is composed of situations and not plots, but nonetheless found it delicious. Okay, <laughs> mission accomplished. Fair but enough. But that's the, uh, the famous... Uh, Clint Eastwood Western, Man with No Name. <clears throat> and now finally, inexorably, we get to the music. And ju- it's just coming up on 58 years ago, and I'll bet some of this will still be very familiar, possibly even as much as 4%. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to see. Album-wise, we had lots of Beatles, lots of Rolling Stones, Beach Boys, of course, but also a debut by some new kids in the town called The Who, my Generation, the first record, and an early hit single, along with the first, I Can't Explain, which is like a quintessential rock and roll track, I think. Or not. Uh, 58 years and only 12 studio albums. We're talking next level restraint. You know, it's like, uh, we'll put one out maybe next decade or so. Also releases from Bo Diddley, Manfred Mann, Roy Orbison, The Hollies, Chuck Berry, I Can Tina Turner, Sonny and Cher, James Brown, The Ventures, Etta James, Dusty Springfield, Jeez. The Supremes, Martha and the Vandellas, Surf wow. Rock Legends, The Ventures, Booker T and the MGs, wow. Herman's Hermits, love wow. The Righteous Brothers, The Four Tops, The Supremes, The Temptations, Wilson Pickett, The Animals, 
The Miracles, as in Smokey Robinson and... Hello, Motown. The Birds, The Love and Spoonful, wow. uh, The Pretty Things, which is a, I didn't, wasn't familiar with them at the time, but it's a favorite of David Bowie's. He did two of their songs on his all-cover 1973 album, Pinups. Uh, in fact, he did a, a number of acts from this year. Uh, them, Pink Floyd, The Who, The Kinks, The Yardbirds, a lot of them. Uh, we also had Ray Charles, Paul Revere and the Raiders, and get this, The Wailing Wailers. Now, you might be thinking, Wailers, wasn't that... Same name as Bob Marley's band. This is them. This mm. is actually, I really had no idea he started that early. Mm. Bob Marley, 1965. Who's, I didn't think of that. Yeah, no. Uh, there was a, the Dave Clark Five and, of course, Elvis Presley. But you listen to this and you see how homogenous it all was, though? How, like, rock and roll, psychedelic, shagadelic, hippie stuff and soul and R&B just kind of complemented each other and hung together. And they were loved by the same audiences. And they played the same gigs all the time. And that's definitely not the case today, chiefly, if I had to guess, because the R&B sucks ass, you know, the stuff that's out there now. I mean, uh, and the rock is no great shakes either, honestly, uh, except for badass indie artists, which is why we do this. Now, I didn't name albums this time out because everybody was at putting out two or more a year. It was ridiculous. But a lot of this, the greatness oozed onto the charts, kind of like the blob. And so I'll start a song... And uh, you can join in, or I'll ask a question first, whatever gets through the Amoeba Feast. Mm. Uh, so you can see if uh, you can roll with the punches. Here we go. First, all right, let me ask you this question. Instead of singing the song, what was the big hit by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs? Yeah, I have no idea. No. I don't even know who that is. Mm. I might know the song, but may not know the artist. Wooly bully. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the one, I think, oh. the one big hit by Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. Wooly bully. Well, I'm so sorry. And I can't sing it because... What the hell are the words to yeah, that song? Who, I don't know. Da, 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 about a thing she saw, huh? Wooly yeah, bully. Yeah, that's all but I know. But everybody knows the song. I mean, yeah. come on. If it came on, you'd start dancing. I don't know if I'd start dancing, but I'd be like, oh, it's that song. You'd start dancing to the four tops. Sugar pie, honey hey, bunch. You know that I love you. And here comes the title. Can't, Can't help myself. 1965, folks. Nobody, Nobody else. else. Four top classic right there. So good. And a uh, little ditty by the Stones that you probably heard sometime today. Uh, can't get no satisfaction. Yeah, I think everyone <laughs> in the world knows how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> even if you live under a rock, I you know said, that. Song. You heard it today somehow, you know. And the jury's still out on this one with me. The Righteous Brothers. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. Maybe oh, a little bit much, but uh, you've it. lost that love and feeling. Oh, I love it. Isn't that a Phil Spector produced song? I believe it, it has like to be. It's got that wall of this, sound. This thing. was it's yeah. beautiful. Oh. You know, that's a great question. I think so. He might have. Oh, no, I, I think they. I think they wrote it, but it seemed like the kind of thing he would I write think he too. Produced it. Yeah, though. he probably produced that's it. You're right. This, this was Phil Spector's so real beautiful. heyday. Yeah. I love that song. It's so. It's so sappy and sweet. Just oh. like this one, I love so much. This is an all-time favorite of mine. This is a Goosebump song. It's just got the sweetest little melody. And uh, it answers a question, uh, a nagging concern you might have about when you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go where? Downtown. Town. Exactly. Petula <laughs> Clark. Beautiful. <laughs> just listen to the music in the dining <laughs> of the city. Yeah, I don't... The light's so much brighter <laughs> there. You can't forget all your trouble. I love that oh, song. So sweet. Till Clark, Downtown, 1965. 
the Beatles, I swear, I heard this song in the restaurant we just came from. Hmm. Help. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear yeah. it. Yeah, I heard it uh, just before we left. And a song that's been covered very lamentably in some cases, but the beautiful original by The Temptations. My girl, my oh, girl. Talking uh, about my girl. I mean, I got sunshine on a cloudy day, you know? Mm. And you know why? My girl. That's right. Except that's I why. Except I don't have a girl. That's right. That's why. <laughs> if I had a girl, it, that would be why. Probably. All right. And uh, the Beach Boys, Help Me Rhonda. I, kind of a creepy tune. It, it sounds like he's just saying, you know, my other chick dumped me. Why don't you put out and make me feel better? Yeah, you know? a little weird. Yeah, a little, little weird. weird. But uh, I know it's un-American to not just be in love with the Beach Boys. They're fine. Yeah. I, oh, I really like the They're Beach fine. Boys. They're yeah. fine. But I mean, I don't I'm put them like, on. I'm not like, oh my God, these are the most amazing songs I've ever. They're great. It's one of those cases like many where the radio hits don't really give you an indication. But even at their best, the Beach Boys don't, they don't rate up there with the Beatles or anything. Uh, no. But they're really good. Uh, Help Me Rhonda, that's great radio stuff. Like I said, I'm not crazy about these put out songs, but okay. And I wonder if you know Roger Miller's, I'm a... Man of means by no means. Nope. King of the road. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess I know vaguely, that. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those oldster things, I guess. And who among us has not sent or received a jib-jab video to the tune of I Got You, Babe by Sonny <laughs> and Cher? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> they say our love won't pay the rent. You that's, know? You probably Which, heard, that's true. It won't. You know? probably heard that song today, too. Yeah. yeah. To be honest. Sonny and Cher. A classic, uh, certainly. And you might recall this Gary Lewis and the Playboys uh, jilted dude song, This Diamond Ring. It's like, here, you want this diamond ring? Get this shit away from me. Because she no dumped idea. me. No idea. Oh, wow. No clue. Uh, Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. You don't know that one? No. Oh, well, you know a lot of their other stuff anyway. Yes. And uh, the Supremes have issued this edict to stop in the, in the name, name of, of love. love. Before you break my Before heart. Before you break my heart. Think it over. Haven't I been good to you? Yeah, right? <laughs> Haven't I been sweet to you? Come I believe on. it goes. I'll do the, I'll do the, the spoken uh, parts. Very nice. That aren't really even there. Uh, the Righteous Brothers, uh, again, with uh, another one of those songs that's probably a little too much, even for me. Unchained Melody. Ah. Uh. Oh my love! I I my don't know darling. how is this po- how is it possibly too much? I don't know. It is the sweetest, like mushiest. I need your love. Um, <clears throat> I sing it beautifully <laughs> with gorgeous voices and just so much passion and love. I just, I mean, you ever Ann Wilson's version? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very nice. Oh, the birds. Mr. Tambourine Man. You know, we just lost David Crosby just a few days ago. Yeah. And uh, that's a Bob Dylan song, and not the only Dylan to uh, cover to chart this year, as we'll see. He's having vicarious hits, just like that uh, hit machine, Burt Bacharach. <laughs> but see, Burt took the nod to just go back in the background. Bob didn't do that. <laughs> so you think Bob should be like a silent partner, He definitely too. should be. He should write these well, beautiful he songs certainly and had, yeah, give he, them to others to sing. He had a good career as a cover writer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought the birds actually invented that whole 12-string, you know, Rickenbacker sound and everything. They didn't. They got that from the Beatles, so, to my surprise. Makes sense. But, uh, yep, uh, David Crosby uh, just recently passed away. Ah, uh, what else? Uh, this is a great one. I, I had to remind myself by listening to it if this is the one I remember. Barbara Mason, Yes, I'm Ready. You remember that one? Are you ready? Me. Yes, I'm ready. Oh, I love that song. To fall in love. That's the one. That's yeah. a great song. You know, it, but the first verse is like, I don't even know how to love you like you know I need to or whatever. And But the second verse is like, I don't even know how to hold your hand. It's like... 
girlfriend, you're overthinking this. That's not real. You don't <laughs> really have easy. to worry about getting that part yeah, wrong. You know? It's going to be pretty I mean, easy. How do I hold your hand, man? I mean, it's like, you know, how many fingers on which side? You like, know? It's very, how much pressure? It's confusing. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a very, it's an art. It it's is. An, it's hand an holding is an art. Yeah. You grab the hand. Ooh, I don't know. I, I avoid it because I'm afraid of getting yeah, it wrong. It's fr- yeah, of course. Uh oh. And as mentioned earlier, Tom Jones, what's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. whoa, whoa. Pussycat, pussycat, I've got hours, flowers, and lots of hours to spend with you. Pussycat, pussycat, I love you. Yes, <laughs> I do. I, I love Tom, man. He's, that's just that voice. I can't. That's, that's, that's what he was known as, the voice, you know. And, uh, you know, of course, he sang with uh, Elvis in some hotel room someplace. You know, it must have been interesting. Now, do you remember Eve of Destruction, Barry Maguire? Ah, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. That's the only nope. like kind of social, you know, unrest, uh, social change kind of song that found its way into the charts that year, believe it or not. Mm. All right, the McCoys. Now, I know you don't remember that name of the band, but you might have heard the song. Hang on, Sloopy. Sloopy, hang on. Dun, dun. That, that, well, I thought when Rick Derringer put out his first album, I thought he was covering that. That he was the McCoys. He was in oh, the band. Fine. Yeah, his name is actually Zeringer. Oh, uh, which I guess if your name is Zeringer with a Z and an H, it's complicated. Yeah, if you can just change your name to a homonym that means a small gun, true, it's easier to spell, and everybody, everybody knows how to spell Derringer. So Rick Derringer was actually in the McCoys, so that was their song to begin with. Oh, interesting. So I did not know that. Uh, and uh, of course, the Beatles, and and I'm tempted to start doing that incredible beat on the table right here, but it would be. Oh, yeah, I will do it. <laughs> Ticket to Ride. Oh, nice. I think I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. Today. Classic. The girl that's driving me, man, is gone. Beautiful harmonies. We won't even attempt them. Uh, Pumpkin could if there were three of her here. <laughs> For but, fuck's sake. <laughs> and uh, Mr. JB, the godfather of soul. Papa's got a brand new bag. Oh, bam, bam, yeah. Bam. Oh, he was Hell yeah. killing it at that, that time. And uh, do you remember this one? Wayne Fontana and the Mindbenders. I know that name doesn't mean anything. No. It was like... The purpose of a man is, is to love a woman, and the purpose of a woman is to love a man. Yes. So come on, baby. Da, I know. Da, that's da, a great da, song. The Game of Love. 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 I can't believe you know that oh, one. Hello. hello. It's kind of the Motown era sort of thing, the soul R&B thing. I'm down with that. It was a, a magical time. You see how much crossover there was here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, It was beautiful. And, uh, <laughs> who has not attempted this uh, brain-bustingly difficult uh, Herculean feat, the name game. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anna, Anna, Povana, Fanana, Fanana, Povana, Povana, Anna. I never got that right. But uh, Shirley Ellis, the name game. Yeah, it's. I think Soupy Sales used to do that, actually, on his show. Yeah, it's all unfortunate, all of that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> It's all a mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I strangely enough, I don't recall the Kingsman's "The Jolly Green Giant" nope. song. Uh, it's hard to believe there's a song. Ho ho ho! Green Giant. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> um, Bob Dylan appears on the chart on his own for the first time with "Like a Rolling Stone." Now, I mean, it's a it's an iconic song, but honestly, I don't like it much. It's kind of ugly. I mean, it's gloating over someone's misfortunes. I'm not. I don't have that in me, no matter how much they deserve it. It's a pretty. I, I just kind of dislike the song. I find it distasteful. Yeah, I. I. I mean, it's it's a fine song. I just like the vocals. Yeah. And that's been covered by everybody, including the Rolling Stones that's themselves. True. Yeah. Exactly. Now, 
honestly, since you had the game of love, I'm going to even think it's possible you might know Freddie and the Dreamers. I'm telling you now. You yes. know this? How do you know I'm this? I'm telling you now. Oh, gosh. Because I'm in love with you That's now. what my mom listened to, my brother listened to. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so you, you weren't raised by wolves? I forgot. That's yeah. good. Okay. All right. Jerry and the Pacemakers. Ferry across the Mersey. Probably don't know that one. Okay. Got nothing. We got two two obscurities. That's uh, <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> uh, Johnny Rivers, who I love. Mr. Secret Agent Man himself. Mr. Secret Rock and Pneumonia and the Boogie Agent It wasn't that song, though. It was but one. But I love that song. Oh, I, my favorite. I had to, and Rock and Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flew. Come on. Oh, I, oh you got to hear that one. I didn't uh, remember this one by the title, but when I heard it, I did remember. It was like, it's uh, called The Seventh Son. I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one they call the seventh son. It's kind of like those cocky, bluesy things. Mm. Uh, recorded live at the Whiskey. Very nice. But um, I remembered it once I heard it. Oh, and the probably the definitive Herman's Hermit song. I'm Henry the Eighth, I am. Henry the Eighth, I am. I am. She's singing along with eyes rolling towards the ceiling. Yeah. We talked about this, in fact, on another show. Yeah. Because it's like... Second what's... verse. Same as the first. She had seven wives named Henry, and at least one of them is dead, and you're going to marry the bitch? Come on. Why not? Yeah, I, I mean, guess. Boy, love is, <laughs> love is blind, dude. You know? <laughs> Everybody knows the Beach Boys, California Girls. Oh, yes. Uh, of course, covered years later by Diamond Dave, but uh, uh, I, I do prefer the Beach Boys version, actually. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he, made a, he tried to make the, interesting, uh, the video really interesting, but... Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. And... Uh, Schlocky. The Moody Blues... Uh, doing a little. She's grimacing over there. Since you're gonna go, oh, you better go now. No, you don't remember that one. Okay, because Denny Lane later on went with wings. Oh, I got and, uh, nights put... in white satin. Uh, well, I all right, can't. you I'm can't out. go by that, unfortunately. I can. Shirley Bassey later, Dame Shirley Bassey singing the first of three James Bond themes. Goldfinger. That was actually on the charts. It's hard to believe because her mm. voice is so brash. You know, uh, it's it's like it's good theme music, but it's not the kind of thing you'd listen to like on the radio. But at Billy Joe Royal down in the boondocks. Da, 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 no, down in the boondocks. Okay, how about the Dave Clark Five? Here we come again. Ooh, catch us if you can. I know that. We will run with all of our might. Catch us if you can. I mean, yeah, Well, yeah. I mean, it's vaguely familiar. It is. Vaguely familiar like the Beatles' Eight Days a Week that everybody knows like their Eight own name. Eight Days a Week. I love you. Everybody knows that one. A number of songs I don't remember at all, but if you listen to Classic Rock Radio uh, for probably three or four hours, you're going to hear the kinks at least once, too. So tired, tired of waiting Tired of waiting for you. No? Okay. No, I love the kinks, but the, I guess that's a little before my kink time. I, I that's I, I should have gone I should have gone more skip. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't into wasn't into kinks back then. <laughs> I should have gone Morse code on that one, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and funny. of course a kinks tune that you probably know better. Girl, I won't. To be, be with you, you all of the time, all, all day, day and, and all, all of the night. night. I love that song. Oh, that's she a was, great oh, song. She was mockingly tipping her head back and forth. I thought she it, was making fun of it. No, it makes you it. do. It just yeah. kind of makes you do. It that. is. It's, it's it like, makes you do the 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 peanuts cart yeah, kids dance. I you know? love that song. Like, it's like, so like great. The, when you ever see the peanuts kids dance and their yes. heads are going back and forth in like most unnatural way. Here's their mouth, and then they throw their heads back. Yeah, yeah. It makes you do that. 
Yes. In fact, that they dubbed in that piano music. That's actually That's what's right. playing when they do that. There you go. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and the first, was this the first time we heard, uh, was Jackie DeShannon the first time we heard, What the world needs now is love, sweet love. I think it was. I think Dionne Warwick came much later. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I think so too. I th- yeah, I but think- I, I'm more familiar with that version. Oh yeah, obviously. yeah. I, I don't remember this. It's probably the one it's we because it wasn't that much longer. But Jackie DeShannon was and in there, I think, look. first. Yeah. Love is the answer, her That's garment the- says. Love is the answer, Mr. Jones, Sir Tom Jones, actually, if you please. Nowadays, Sir Tom Jones, before he was a sir, had uh, one of his signature songs also. It's not unusual to, to be, be loved, loved by, by anyone. anyone. There's a, that's there was, just an amazing song. That's a beautiful, beautiful song. That makes If that doesn't make you move, man. And there was a certain session guitarist playing on that one named Jimmy Page. You know, the, uh, the goat, when he was a kid, was uh, doing sessions with the likes of Tom Jones. Martha and the Vandellas. Nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide. She, I knew the Motown stuff. I can count on her knowing that. You know. Yes. Now when we get to the Yardbirds and Heartful of Soul, she's going to say no. This was, by the way, the late Jeff Beck's uh, version of the Yardbirds. And the Searchers. We talked about this on another show, I believe. Love potion number nine. nine. I love that song. Madam Ruth. You know that gypsy with the gold cap tooth. We uh, talked at length about that song uh, before. And what else? We got the turtles. Love the turtles. It ain't me, babe. Oh. No, no, no. It ain't me, babe. It ain't me all looking for, babe. And of course, and you know who wrote that song? Of course. Of course. Uh, yet another Bob Dylan cover Come on, on the charts. And that's a great song. And I love the zombies, too. Love the zombies. Tell her no, 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 no. Hmm. Tell, tell it, because her love belongs to me, something like that. Hmm. He's telling some dude basically, uh, when she tells you she loves you, just say, go away, because she's mine. Yeah. 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 Says, Would you do that for me, dude? That, do yeah. me a solid. Just, you know? Can you? Do me a solid. And Patty Duke, the actress, who had a TV show, I didn't know she had a song, so I don't know what the song was. Mm. I mean, I have a title of it, but that doesn't help. Nope. However, Smokey and the Miracles saying, take a good look, look at, at my face. face. You and see, my smile seems out of place. If you look closer, it's easy to trace the tracks of my tears. What a singer and songwriter, I'm telling you. Uh, four Tops, again, striking gold with, well, it's the same old song oh. with a different meaning since I can see them do their gone. thing. Didn't KC and the Sunshine Band cover that? Why do I want to say that? I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't know. That now, mm. I, I just might have invented that. I think it you might be a, a fantasy I had. I yeah. think it is. I okay. think you write to Casey and his band. Well, I, it's it's just a See dream I have. Yeah. It's one of those things that I cling to and hope that it happens. I get it. All right, the animals. Boy, if I could, uh, <clears throat> if my throat weren't shot, I could drop down really, really low and say, "In this dirty old heart of the city, where the sun refused to shine." Now she's over there going, "Huh? What? What?" No idea. But when I get to the chorus. We gotta get out of this place. Uh-oh, you don't know that either? If it's the last thing... Everybody's done this song. My goodness. Really? Wow. Hmm. Uh, David Johansson did it. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Oh, you don't know Buster Poindexter? No? Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, that's David Johansson from the New York Dolls. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The actor, the uh, yeah. singer, you know, you know that guy. Yes. No, He's feeling not. hot, hot, hot. 
Yes. <laughs> that's the that's the Buster Poindexter thing. Yeah. yeah. Love and Spoonful, my man, John B. Sebastian. Do you believe in magic, magic. Oh. in a young girl's heart? Oh. It's a beautiful song. That's my man, man. John B. Sebastian, great solo stuff of his. And uh, Cher had a solo hit I don't remember. All I really want to do is baby be friends with you. You don't know that one? No. It's a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but Cher had a hit with that. But you said covered by Cher, so I'm kind of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I've asked for my check. <laughs> yeah, it's, just like, it's like, wow, we got Dylan Cher, you know, yeah, it's I'm just like... Yeah, I'm like, I gotta go. I'm yeah, out. I'm out. Can anybody else cover that? Damned if you do or don't on yeah, this one, you know. Yeah, either way. And I, uh, I... Have you heard this song? It seemed like you would... I want candy. Oh, yeah, Bow Wow Wow did Bow that. Wow yeah. Wow, exactly. Annabella Bow Wow Wow. The Strange Loves. Apparently, this was, I guess, the first time the song was out. I've heard the original. It was very good. Great. The version of it's great. I'm not that familiar with the original. But, uh, uh oh. The, I'm doing it again. That was the, only oh. one time. I, no, I think it did it before. The Miracles. Ooh, baby, baby. I, I, I missed I an ooh it. there. I missed an ooh there. And it's the. I get what? Ooh, baby, baby. Let's try it again. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It changes so a second. Yeah. yeah, it is, man. Uh, ooh, it's, baby, baby, it, I mean, miracles. It's, it's uh, smoky, man. It's smoky, Come man. On. Smoky. Now, Cher had a solo hit. So did Sonny, and I had never. Everybody knows Cher has a, a solo career, you know. But uh, Sonny, I did not know he ever had a song. This was his one hit. And, of course, he wrote it, like he wrote most of their stuff, called Laugh at Me. I never heard it. I, I watched the video of him. He's, he's in some, some hippie television show wearing pajamas and shit and singing it. Oh, boy. It. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah? But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not a great singer, of course. At least but laugh at me, that sounds sad. Yeah, he's saying, hey, you know, why do people got to laugh at me? You know? Well, be, because you're silly. I don't know. Yeah. Silly man. But he, uh, he's he wrote- the silly man. But he's laughing, uh, laughing all the way to the bank, writing hit songs, uh, being a star of a hit show. Well, not, not anymore. Yeah, oh yeah, poor guy. Yeah, at the time he was, for sure. Wow, and a whole slew of them I don't recognize. Okay. Uh, and here's one that by the Ad Libs. <laughs> That's a great name for band. We're just going to go in there and make shit up on the fly. You know? Yeah. They did a song that I be- Who was it? Manhattan Transfer, was it, later? They covered... Tell us about the boy from New York City. I love that song. New York City. I figured you would. Good song. All right, and uh, Marvin Gaye, a song that we associate with another artist from the 70s primarily. How sweet it is to be loved by you. It's like jelly or whatever the hell it is he says, yeah, sugar, jelly, honey, you know, something. But, yep, great song that was, uh, of course, immortalized by uh, James Taylor later. But I'm For sure. pretty sure this was a big, big hit, too. Obviously, it was on the Hot 100, so. All right, uh, pretty classy chart representation, I dare say. Uh, the amoebas are in rare form tonight and uh, must have been famished because if not for the canned narrative, I would be like sitting here like deer headlights, you know. But uh, that will become very apparent as we move on to record Bravo Ocean Alpha Foxtrot, Birds of a Feather. But uh, that's why I wrote some of this down when the amoebas are otherwise engaged. Uh, and because of that foresight, I know enough to ask you to say... Let's fly. <laughs> <laughs> the amoebas are getting... You know, Let's fly this coop. Ah! 
This has been Birds of a Feather, History Strikes Back, on What the Flock Radio.